Okay. Oh. How's that feel, bro? You look calm. You look good. Yeah. All right, two minutes in the cold plunge with Jay Paul. Gonna do some rapid fire questions. Firstly, what's your favorite type of food? Uh, Indian. Indian? Because nice. I'm brown. I have yeah. to say that. Favorite book? Uh, Lord of the Rings. No way, you read them. No, that's the first thing that, that's the first thing that came to mind. What oh, is good, my oh, favorite good, book? Okay. Uh, Principles. I really like Principles by Ray Dalio. Okay, what was that one about? Principles. It's basically like he says you have to live by and have your companies run by specific principles and keep those at the forefront as a guiding light, basically. Okay. Business book. Yeah. Nice. Okay, what's your superpower? Like, what are you best at in life? Understanding things. Nice. Good answer. Cold plunge or sauna? Cold plunge. Yeah, cry or guy. Okay, do you think we are in a simulation? Why or why not? I think the real question is, does it matter? That's a really good answer. Yeah, because if it is what it is, then it is what it is. Yeah, so it's just like, I mean, it's, it's very hard to determine. I want to say yes, but again, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't mean it's meaningless right because it's already meaningless if, even if it is in a simulation right yeah so okay who would win in a fist fight elon musk or vladimir putin Vla um, vladimir yeah xkgb yeah but he's like five nine bro elon musk is like 200 pounds he's got one. it's he's an xkgb guy come yeah. on man he's got training okay he's got training Okay, what are the first three things you do if a zombie apocalypse started right this second? For, uh, have like a casual conversation with like my brother and my sister and just be like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We had a good run. I don't know. Hit up an old flame and be like, it's over. So you just call it a day? Yeah. You don't want to try to like grab some arms do and fucking fight? I, I need to know what situation I'm in, right? Right. Like if it hits right now, yeah, I'm right like, now. This isn't the best time to be in a zombie apocalypse. not a good time. Yeah. No. But it's like, whew, if I'm in a cabin in the woods, it's like, uh, we could make this work. Right. We could make this work. Okay. All right, that's two minutes. Let's go to the sauna. All right. We're in the sauna now with Jay Paul. I'm gonna splash a bit of water on these rocks. Nice welcoming sound. Ooh, that's hot, eh? Feels good. All right, Jay Paul. So, um, you're the founder of uh, Vital Crowd Therapy. Yeah. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jay Paul Dollywall. I'm the founder of Vital Crowd Therapy. Only I'm crowd therapy in Canada, right? Well, yeah, so we're the only one in allowed to run in vancouver and that's a very long story yeah we're gonna get into that yeah but it's but there's other places uh in toronto there's other places in toronto we have another location in toronto we're yeah. the only one in downtown toronto and yeah. so yeah very cool man yeah so the first time i tried crowd therapy was last week yeah um so and i yeah i, I kind of wanted to open it with a heavy hitter here but um, on my way to try and crowd therapy at Jay's place uh, for the first time, I drove by somebody trying to jump off the Ironworkers Bridge, which yeah. was pretty pretty intense. Um, yeah, I was just driving by, and then somebody was like halfway over already, and I like didn't really know what to do. Like everybody was driving so fast, it, like there's nowhere to pull over. No, there's right. there's no side. Uh, well, no. describe the bridge, right? It's just 
how many lanes? Yeah, it's just like two, maybe three lanes. Yeah, yeah. two two lanes going north and south. And, and there's no sidewalks or no, anything. Man, yeah, yeah. People are driving pretty fast. So at first when I saw it, I was like, Yo, did I just like see that? And then uh, called nine one one, and they told me they got lots of calls about it. But it gets you thinking, man. Like you know, like firstly, it's like could I have done more? Like, should I have stopped traffic and jumped over the barricade and like tried to pull this guy down? Or like, you know, and that, so you start thinking about that and then you start thinking about like, what kind of situation that guy was in to like want to do it. I remember he was like shorter guy, backpack, jeans, sneakers, like pretty normal looking guy. Um, like, you know, the fact that we have people so close to us, like I drive that bridge every almost every day. Yeah. It's like, there's just people close to our lives and in this area that are in that spot and it's just yeah it kind of gets you thinking a little bit everybody's fighting their own battle right yeah. and we don't know that and we don't know how a certain situation stacks up to a person's life's experiences yeah. where someone could handle a situation no problem yeah. because they have, I don't know, combat experience. They've been in a literal war before yeah. versus someone that is uh, more sheltered, has less experience and something major happens to them that just takes the floor out from, from under them. Well, I'm, I'm big on that. Like, I don't, I don't think people need some crazy traumatic experience to feel some kind of way. Yeah. Like, I feel like, um, you can get demons from anywhere and like yeah. i've been there too or i've been like you know pretty pretty freaking down and depressed and it's like yeah there's always somebody in a worse situation than myself but for some reason i just i've got this like just gaping dull feeling of emptiness and existential crisis in my chest and i like don't know why exactly and it's like yeah i can i can see how other people can get there for different reasons which may or may not be bad for like other people it's yeah. a weird, weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. It really depends. One of the biggest predictors of like how well you'll be able to handle a situation is what kind of supports do you have in place? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have, are you physically healthy? Number one. Yeah. Do you have a social network that you can rely upon? Do you have good friends, family? Do you have a plan of, hey, when I feel bad, do you go to others and try to repair things and try to bolster yourself or do you retreat into yourself yeah. which is not a healthy thing to do no definitely yeah like i wonder for that guy like we don't know like what right? if he was like what, i wonder what his story was like was he just in, did he move to vancouver by himself and things didn't work out it's getting cold out like the holidays are coming maybe just doesn't have much else he, like he didn't look homeless you know like so I wonder, I wonder what the demons were. I don't know. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Cause you called me, you were running a little late for, for your first session. Yeah. And then you told me, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what is going on? It's so close, right? It's, I know somebody that was, that wasn't the first type of phone call like that. I'd had that, that week. Really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So someone in, in my life phoned me and they were like, Hey, I was driving. They, this person works at the hospital yeah. and, um, with, with, um, like in mental health care and she was driving and she saw a person in the corner of her eye on the highway. She's like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And he jumped directly in front of her car. Jeez. And so she had seen, 
She said, that's weird, and it subconsciously slowed down. And she slammed on the brakes right before she hit him. And she said, she looked at him, and he looked just disappointed. And then the car next to her slammed on the brakes too. And that car caused a three car pileup. And then the guy just bolted. So it's just like, there's, if you're looking from the outside of that situation, it's like, what was that person thinking jumping in front of that car? It's like, we don't know. Somehow that person's neurophysiology has come to the conclusion to say this seems like your best choice right now which is obviously wrong that's pathological like they their self-destruction is not the answer ever you know what i I think it's a back door right like so i mean i guess my question is you ever like like kind of been down that path of like you know yeah man i've had my own mental health issues right it's just and that's why that's a big part that got me introduced into cold exposure yeah where you feel fucking lit up after you you feel lit up but it's also it's also a way to stop the slide Mm. it's a nice check yeah right right so right now it's there's a lot of people out there um where how do I put this? Okay, if you go to the doctor's office and you have pneumonia, like yeah. knock on wood, you, you, you get pneumonia, you don't get pneumonia, right? Yeah. Okay, they are gonna give you antibiotics. They'll do a chest x-ray, they'll give you an antibiotic, everything like that. Yeah. That's only half the treatment. Right. You know, and we know where it's like, hey, I am sick, I shouldn't go outside, I should like stay in, I should take it easy, I I should have some chicken soup, you know, I shouldn't go build a barn. Yeah. There's there's that other aspect of it. Right. Where you could be pumped full of antibiotics, but it's like, now I'm gonna go skiing. Like, uh, no, that's not the smartest thing to do. Right. When it comes to mental health issues. You gotta do the work. You have to do the work, but that part, that half of the treatment isn't really widespread in the psyche Mm. where we know growing up it's like chicken soup you know a blanket Mm. there is no people don't really know where it's like hey i'm feeling down i may or may not be on medication how do i mitigate this yeah i am feeling shitty how do i move forward Mm. what what are my home remedies for this right do you get a lot of people coming to you for mental health reasons for the cryotherapy? People, people come in for the physical benefits. Mostly. And then they stay for the mental benefits. Whoa, that's a good way to put it. That's the biggest thing. People will come in and be like, hey, you know, I want to recover faster at the gym. Or like, hey, my knee is killing me. Or hey, you know what? I'm just, I feel like I could be getting more work done. I, I, I want more things out of, out, out, like, out of myself. Mm-hmm. And they'll do the session and it'll help with their physical um, their physical problem that they're dealing with very quickly. But the reason that people keep on coming back is because people turn to me at least once a week mm-hmm. and they'll say, yeah, I'm happier now. Dude, straight up. It's, my, yeah, my first session, I came out just feeling alive, man. Yeah. yeah. I felt good. And that has a lot to do with 
when you're doing cold exposure, there's a whole cascade of neurotransmitters being released, and that's norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine. Watch that cold punching. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And so the activation of those of those benefits, when we compare an ice bath to cryotherapy, it's very hard to compare because they're so vastly different. Mm-hmm. One is a practice okay. where it's like, hey, be guided. Um, it, you should go to a facility like yours and it's like, it's better to do it with people. For cryo, it's much more get in, get out, get the physiological benefits. Yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. Need, right? Yeah. You're in the chamber for three minutes. three minutes. We try to get people in and out in under 10 minutes. So efficient. Enough. Yeah. So if someone comes in and say, says, Hey, should I do this or an ice bath? And it's like, what do you have time for? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, do you have an hour to kill? Are you looking for more of a slow down yeah. thing or is this your lunch break? Yeah. Dude, honestly, cryo, it sounds inaccessible because you have to have this, you know, ex- super expensive chamber. Yeah. But man, it, it is more accessible though. Is it yeah. Yeah. Is, like we, we, so like we have, we're the only ones in Vancouver. We're yeah. the only ones in downtown Toronto. We could charge whatever we want. Yeah. They're the two most expensive cities, arguably, in North America. Yeah. We have the lowest prices for cryotherapy in Canada. Wow. Your booking's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because, yes, we see, like, the elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we see movie stars. But I also see a university student that works at Starbucks. Yeah. That is just, they need that reset. Yeah. Or they're dealing with something. And it's like, okay, have that as accessible as we can. Yeah. I love that. that. Yeah. Dude, so one thing that I found when I'm comparing cold plunges and cryo is cold plunges is fucking hard. Like yeah. what you're doing one, two or three minutes, like you don't want to be in there any second. For cryo, I was actually, I was scared going into yeah. it. Honestly, yeah, honestly, I was a bit nervous, but, and it was cold. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't just relaxing, but it, I wouldn't say it was like hard. And for me, I find like a lot of the benefit of cold plunging and other things is things that are fucking miserable and hard. Like yeah. you're pushing yourself to get through it. And I think that's where a lot of the growth and benefits come from anything. So I, so people will come in, if they have no cold exposure experience ever, they will go in and do cryo and they'll be like, oh my God. But then the second you step out, the second you step out, you warm up immediately. That's when you feel good. Too. Because we're not freezing tissue. We're not lowering your core body temperatures. We're just chilling a few millimeters of your skin. Yeah. And that triggers the thermoreceptors in your skin to make your body think something crazy is happening. Mm. So when you step back out into the normal air, that's essentially the sauna part. Gotcha. All the flushing immediately happens. Right. So uh, I will have people that are very nervous. They'll do a session. They'll be in there and they'll be like, okay, when is it over? It's over. They step out and the the first thing they say is like, I could have gone longer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So we try to stress to people that for cryotherapy, suffering doesn't mean results. Okay. You don't need, it's just like, here, um, let's take a workout, for example. Yeah. Hey, I got a solid workout. I am not crazy sore. I guess the workout didn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. no, no. No, I see what you're saying. So it's, we're going for the physiological benefits during the time of cryo. It's not 
easy. It's not easy, but you're in there, someone's there talking to you, and it is easier to do than an ice bath. Yeah. Like, I've put my parents in there. My parents are 60. Yeah. I can't say, hey, mom, ice bath. Yeah. No, Unless we had someone guiding her, yeah. we had an infrastructure built into place. Yeah. But my mom, I put her into cryo. And it's just like, okay, here you go. And the exact same thing happens where it's like, uh, I don't know about this. Done? Oh, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. What if, um, what if you put somebody in for five minutes? <sighs> okay, so... Um, we're talking about, when we talk about cold exposure, cryo or ice bath, we're talking about a hormetic response. So a positive stressor. The most, the, the most famous hormetic response out there and most wide, widely known hormetic response is exercise. Yeah. So it's like, what are the benefits of exercise? It's like, well, what are the yeah, benefits of start? Like yeah. mental, physical, you look better, you live longer. Like what doesn't it do? Yeah. And if you look at the benefits of an ice bath or cryotherapy, you will see this giant list of benefits and it's and it just looks crazy yeah it's like how can one machine or one practice do all of this uh -huh. and it's not doing all of it it's your body responding to that positive stressor yeah we have these protective mechanisms that we just don't use anymore so let's go back to working out do we need to work out anymore objectively do we need to work out anymore not so no much. we are not hunting down our meat we are not in the field plowing grain. We're not chopping trees down by hand. But do we have these benefits and these mechanisms that provide an immense benefit to us when we work out? Yes. And it's the exact same thing with cold exposure, yeah. where when it rained, we didn't have great clothing. We didn't have central heating. So if you were cold, you're going to be cold for a while. Right. So that's the biggest thing where you get these benefits and, and it's just about unlocking those benefits in the most efficient way possible. Okay. And this, and cryo is a very efficient way to do that. Cryos, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to find something more efficient and I can't. Yeah. And I've been searching for the past eight or nine years. What's your opinion on somebody going outside in negative five degree weather and standing outside for five minutes mm -hmm. versus going to a cryo chamber at one minus 170? If you don't have access to anything, if you don't have access to a cold plunge, you don't have access to um, a cold shower, then yes, that type of cold exposure, it's better than doing nothing. Gotcha. For cryo, we are unlocking these benefits because it's just an extreme case. We're hitting negative 135 degrees Celsius. Yeah, there's nowhere on earth you're gonna hit those temperatures. Yeah. And the reason that, so that number, people's ears perk up the second they hear that. They're like, what? How, how, is, are, impossible? how is that possible? <laughs> how do people not die immediately? Yeah. How do you not get frostbite? Yeah. You're only in there for three minutes. Okay. The wind speed in the chamber is as close to zero as possible. So you're not getting the wind chill factor. It's not being blasted at you. Humidity, right? Yeah. And the third one is humidity. Okay. It's so dry that all the moisture in the air condenses basically into a cloud. If you look at pictures, if you go on our website and stuff like that, you'll see sessions being run. Someone's head is out and fog is coming out. Yeah. That's water vapor condensing. Yeah. Yeah. What if you went in and you're a really sweaty guy and you're just sweating profusely? I've gone in. I've gone in dripping sweat, What happens? dripping sweat. 
if there's no barrier between you and the sweat, it just turns to mist. Oh shit! So yes, yeah. it it skips the freezing phase and immediately it's just like gas. Yeah, wow. let's just go. It sublimates immediately. Wow. What if you uh, what if you dump some water down like the chamber? Would that freeze into like icicles? I guess once it's settled, yes. Yeah. Right. Once it's settled, yes. But so. Um, Oh, you know what it probably is? You know those videos of people throwing pots boiling water outside? And yes. Kind of snow? That's probably So that's basically, you're increasing the amount of surface area that yeah. hot water has, and you're throwing it up into the air. It doesn't turn into snow in the pot. Yeah. So that that's basically where you get the snow effect. Gotcha. Do you know how you get it that cold? Nitrogen, right? Yeah, so we're using liquid nitrogen to power a heat exchanger. There are other units coming out that have that use electricity, but those use a lot of electricity, a lot. Like gotcha. imagine trying to get your freezer to that temperature every right. single time yeah. in th in under three minutes. Yeah. So those exist, but with, with the nitrogen ones, it's great because you can hit temperatures that are much colder quicker. Yeah. And it's just, I can turn it on, turn it off, boom. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have any uh, client success stories? Man, I do I have any client success stories? Look at our reviews. It's I have right. people I've had people hobble in and walk out. Wow. I have people that they will run a marathon, they'll be like, hey, I just finished my marathon. They yeah. do a session and they're like, okay, I'm walking out. It works so well that I have to tell people, be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You feel really good. You're, you have an increased range of motion, still take it easy. Right. You're still healing. So is that because um, the first few milliliters of your body is like, holy shit, we're going to die if we don't deal with this issue. And then your body goes into overdrive, starts pumping blood everywhere. It's, it's causing a massive amount of vasoconstriction. And when that happens, it takes a lot of that peripheral inflammation with it. Okay. And so it gets shunted to your core. When you step out, your body says, oh, we're fine. Yeah. And it gets shunted back out yeah and that's why you have that skin flushing yeah you'll see so that's a normal response for people's bodies where if you're in the sauna the reason that your your skin is turning redder is because the the vasculature in your skin is opening up because your body is saying hey we're getting hot we need to dump this heat okay yeah the opposite of that is vasoconstriction get this heat away from the out get this blood away from the outside and get it to your core yeah. Do you, is there a record for a person spent in cryotherapy? I've done six minutes. You've done six? I've done six minutes. Oh, no. is that dangerous? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What did it Don't like? do it. It sucked. It was oh, terrible. Man. It's just like, again, uh, I'll go back to the, I'll go back to the working out example because it's, it's, it's such an elegant example where, Hey, I did 10 sets of 10. Okay. I'm going to do 60 sets of 50. Like, what? Why? Like yeah. why? Yeah, you got the benefit up to a point and now you're just doing damage. Like you're being an idiot. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. Like an ice bath. It's like, hey, I'm going to stay in for 25 minutes straight. Yeah, you could seriously mess yourself up for a few days. Yeah. How did you feel after the six minutes in the cryo? Not good. Not good. How Not long were you messed up for? I I warmed up. I, it took me longer to warm up. Yeah. And I just remember walking out and my brain just saying like, no. Like, don't right. do, no. Wow, you're not okay right now? Like, it's like, don't do that again. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've been there. So if I go really hard in the sauna mm -hmm. and then go really hard in the ice tub, 
I'll get fucked up. Like, yeah. I won't be able to function properly. You, you like, have dangerously. Yeah. You yeah. have to leave <laughs> again. I'm keep on bringing up exercise. Yeah. It's you don't need to burn the house down. You don't need to suffer. Yeah. You don't need to suffer suffering a little bit putting your po- body under positive stress is good but you should leave 20 percent in the tank yeah you should not go to the point of no return every now and then though you think it's okay every i mean if you depends on the person. it depends on the person depends if you're supervised yeah right yeah. so it's like if it's something that you want to do once in a while yeah but build that practice don't okay. go i'm gonna go 100 my first time in or I'm gonna go 100%, I haven't done an ice bath or a sauna or cryo in seven years. Yeah. Okay, so that was 15 minutes in the sauna. You wanna do some more rapid fire and the cold punch come back? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, I'm getting hot, yeah. All right, let's go to Jay Paul. Two minutes in ice bath. Couple more questions for you. All right, so would you rather be able to sleep all you need for one hour a night or have the ability to teleport anywhere in the world once per week? Teleport. Okay. Yeah, teleport. You can, can I elaborate on this? Yeah, please. Okay. I enjoy sleeping, number yeah. one. Okay. It And teleporting, it's just too, like, it's way too convenient. Can yeah. you imagine? It's like, hey, someone needs a heart transplant. It's like, I can get it there. Yeah, right. Like, oh, true. It's like, you true, can true. save people really quickly. It's like, how many people am I gonna save by only sleeping an hour? It's like, eh. That's true. I mean, the thing about enjoying sleep though is like, I think you enjoy it because you feel like you need it. Yeah, and that's like you true. still get like that same level of enjoyment, um, but for one hour. I don't know. I think teleportation is such, yeah. such a big advantage. That might be OP. Yeah. Might be OP, yeah. Okay. Would you rather control all the bees in the world or all the sea creatures in the world? All the bees in the world. Yeah, you get more power on the land. Sea creatures are badass, but then you're constrained to the sea. Yeah, I'm not the greatest swimmer, so I have to say bees. True. Yeah. Okay. Okay. At what age would Mike Tyson have to be so that you feel confident you could beat him in a boxing match? Three. Three years old? Like no, no, like old, old though. Oh, yeah, not young. Okay, I'd have to get Mike Tyson. How many years from now? He's like sixty something now, right? He'd have to be ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. He'd have to be like that. (laughs) You're not gonna beat Mike. That man could be in a wheelchair, (laughs) and he would give you a liver shot that would wreck your day. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Do you have any idols? Do I have any idols? There's people I, this is gonna sound bad, my sister. Oh, no, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why is she your idol? She's the hardest working person I know. Right. And her, she cares so much about people. She's an emergency psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she works with mental health and addictions and it's just like, Like, can you be better? Yeah, I, like, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. The amount of work she puts in is crazy. Cool. All right, that's two minutes. Let's go back to the sauna. All right. All right, brother. Back in the sauna. Christen it up. Oh yeah. I never get Nothing better, man. Yeah. One of the peak experiences of life, sitting in the sauna and pouring hot water or water on hot rocks. Someone's cooked in a sauna before. 
Someone's cooked. In Someone's a sauna. probably cooked in a sauna before. Someone's probably brought a steak into a sauna. Oh yeah, dude. Well, dude, I was, so I was reading about like the origins of saunas and stuff and like cave fires. My theory is that when people started making fires in caves, what would they, they would do is they'd build this fire in a cave. And when you build a fire, it starts super smoky, right? Right. So they pretty much smoke the shit out of the cave and put like hides or whatever the fuck in front of the cave. Uh-huh. They'd smoke it out and that would actually uh, sanitize the cave and also uh-huh. make it nice after. So then once you smoke the shit out of the cave, gets all the bugs out, makes it clean. Bugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. after the smoke is done and the fire is hot, when it's just hot, it's actually not that smoky. So then you can go back into the cave and then you can build like hers with rocks and stuff. So one, they'd use the cave to like just chill and sleep or whatever, cook on the fire. But then I'm guessing some cave person probably splashed water on rocks and realized that you can make that cave nice, hot and steamy. Yeah. And I think that was probably the first song I ever made is some caveman like just dumping water on a rock um, after like, you know, getting the cave all hot and smoky and cooking food on it and it'd just be like, yeah. Life. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, have you yeah. seen those? Have you seen those monkeys in Japan that go? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I'm like, oh, you have life figured out. And then they go <laughs> yeah. into the snow and then they come back. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my, how do you do that for the entire season though? That's, I don't that's know, up, right? Yeah. Where do you eat? Like, where do you get? Like, it's like you like how wrinkly your skin would be. I'm like, I don't know how that works. Yes, they got it figured out though. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. um, I want to get into the story about your last Vancouver location because you used to have crowd care in Vancouver yeah. and then it got shut down for some weird reason. So you want to get into that? Yeah. Uh, the so from we had a location in Vancouver in Gastown from 2017 to 2019. Mm-hmm. And essentially we got a knock on the door one day from Vancouver Coastal Health. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, you're essentially running a medical procedure, mm-hmm. which is very odd because cryotherapy is not a medical procedure. It's yeah. not considered a medical procedure any." anywhere in Canada or the world. And so I said, well, we're not a medical procedure. Like, where does it say we're a medical procedure? Like, where are you getting this from? It's like, well, we said you're a medical procedure. If you look, if you dig deep. Quick question on that, actually. I I was doing a little bit of research. I read that um, on a government website that has said cryotherapy units are not legalized yet. Is that true? So, okay. So in 2015, Canada, the um, Health Canada outlawed the sale, import, export, and manufacturing of all cryotherapy machines. I think that's what I read. So those machine, so all cryotherapy machines um, got reclassified as class three medical devices which is, uh, yeah, that opens up an entire new regulatory body and it essentially makes it so that to get something certified will take an immense amount of effort, time and lawyers from a manufacturer. It's on the manufacturer's side to do all that. Can you give an example of another class three piece of equipment? Would that be like MRI or X-ray machines? 
Yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. sort of. So, like the rigorous that's testing you need to do for that sort of stuff, oh it medical grade. Yeah, it's it, tough. yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's that's something else. And so the reason that we have our cryotherapy units is because we've had them since 2014. Gotcha. So we talked to Health Canada. And we said like, Hey, are you gonna confiscate our machines? Like, <laughs> what what do we do here? It it was insane. The company had just started up. Yeah. And they said, well, it's in Canada already. You brought it in legally. Yeah. We can't, we, we can't take it from you. Yeah. So it, you're essentially grandfathered in. Okay. And so the, we would explain this to um, any municipality that we were operating in. And they said, yep, yeah, okay, looks good. Except for Vancouver. And so, so we essentially went, this all boils down, very long story short, they forced us to close. Um, we worked with, we worked with um, a lot of uh, workplace safety um, consultants. We worked with um, a lot of law firms, a lot, like we, we probably went through about four law firms just to get a conversation going to s say, hey, what can we do to satisfy your random rules that you have? In the meantime, while this all was happening, I was just like, well, I can't just not have a company while all this happens. Yeah. Where else can we go? And I'd always thought about Toronto expansions. And so I'm like, well, let's see if this is similar in Toronto. And I phoned up the city of Toronto, they essentially said, stop bothering us. This isn't a medical procedure. What do you want from us? Wow. I was like, what? I, I mean, can I get clearance? He's like, you don't need clearance. <laughs> okay. Can I get that in writing? And they're like, yeah, here. Yeah. That happened in 15 minutes. Oh my God. That happened in 15 That's minutes. Brutal. I've heard stories about that. Like you go and submit your plans, you apply for your business license, same day approval. Yeah. Right? They're like, yeah. what do you, are, okay, cool. Are you touching anybody? Are you yeah. doing anything crazy? Are you dealing with yeah. explosives? Like what, <laughs> anything? What, what can happen here? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so brutal, man. So it's, that's so frustrating. It took us three years working with them to meet their insane requirements. What are the requirements? Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in, you have to be in an area zoned for medical use. Okay. It can't be a retail location. Yeah, zoning's a bitch. Yeah, uh, especially in downtown Vancouver. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. You have to have a registered healthcare practitioner essentially put their license on the line and provide direct oversight for all procedure. Right? I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they have to do that. They have to be a shareholder. They have to be a board member. You have to have very specific types of insurance. Wow. You found a guy for that though? We worked, we, we cultivated relationships with a number of very reputable, very forward thinking, health um healthcare practitioners that you know we wouldn't be here without them right. and we're we're always i'm always grateful okay like i will i wake up at least once a week saying like holy crap someone believed in us enough wow. to do this 
That's awesome. And this, it's, the reason I didn't give up is because we got emails nonstop. Over three years of being closed, mm -hmm. we would get emails every day from people saying, I need cryotherapy for this. I need cryotherapy for this. I need cryotherapy for this. There were too many people that we couldn't abandon. Yeah. So it's it's beyond of, hey, this is a great business opportunity. Yeah, okay, it's a great business opportunity, but I could do something else with way less regulations yeah. and expand way faster and deal with less headache. Yeah. But there was this demand and I felt like I had the responsibility to serve these people. Bro, I feel similarly, I, you know, I'm just gonna quickly interject here. I feel similarly about this place. Like it's unbelievable the stuff that they complain about and they say, like I'm, you know. I, it's, I understand, I, 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 I like to understand things and I like to understand where people, where people are coming from. And if I'm, a get, <laughs> if I'm a city, if I'm a city official, if I'm a city official and I'm like, Hey, I never want anything to ever come back and touch me. It's like, I'm just going to say no to everything. I'm going to say no to everything unless there are 50 other examples of it. You know what's messed up though is like if the city of Vancouver and everybody who works there is just going to say no to everything, why do they even have a job? Like, why not just have a website that says no? You can't do anything unless it's been done here before. Well, that's a lot for can't a talk yeah, to. That's a big. <laughs> How much have you spent on lawyer fees? Tens of thousands of dollars. That's brutal. Tens of thousands. That's so brutal. Yeah, and were the lawyer were were the law firms worth it? No, 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 it wasn't worth it. it can we, we assent, no, no, not taking two months. There's just no value provided. Mm. We essentially did this all ourselves. Right. You need that like passion behind it. I think you just got to keep on hammering. There's yeah. a lot of things in life where I'll just look at it and it's just like, you gotta just keep hammering. It's like, Hey, this needs to get done. How are we going to do this? How are we going to organize this thing? Oh, I have this and that. It's just like, okay. Just keep hammering. Thought about that a lot. Sometimes you just gotta keep hitting the anvil till it gets you hot. Just right? keep hammering, man. Yeah. There's uh, there's things where you should be smart about, where like school studying, business plans, yeah. recruiting the right people. But at the end of the day, it comes down to just keep hammering. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta be the one to hammer it too. You have to always be the one hammering yeah. it. No See, one's gonna hammer for you. You can outsource hammer time. Yeah, you, no. you can you can outsource talent to technical talent, but there's something about I think the founders' drive and passion that kind of pushes things forward. If you don't have the drive, if you don't have the belief, if you don't have what it takes to really show a mission statement isn't just words on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. why would anybody else be passionate about it? True. Why would anyone else care? And you know what, I will say one thing about uh, Canadian government and our city people. I, I do think they've got a soft spot for, for passion. They, they, they recognize that we're not coming from a place, from a bad place. Yeah. We're not trying to hurt people. Dude, you know, this is what I don't get though. So like, I think it, I think everybody would agree that businesses like cryotherapy or hot cold, we're trying to help the community. Like this is, if you let us flourish in this in, in the city, we will do well and we will make the community a better place. Yeah. So if you believe that premise, as anybody working in the city, why is it not your prerogative to support and help us 
do well, open businesses and flourish? I don't know. I okay. don't know how they've been. I don't know what's happened in the past. I can't really think of a business that's come in the past that they've said yes to, and it's just destroyed them. And the city got sued into the ground Straight and up. a bunch of people lost their jobs. Like, I don't see, I, uh, I can't think of an example of that. I no, really can't. No. Because yeah. even if there's a violator, let's say, hey, there were, a while ago, there was a place in Gastown that they found a rap, a rat, not a rap, in people's clam chowder. Shut down. Did people go to the Blame city the and they're like, I'm suing the city? Like, yeah. no. Yeah, dude. So it's, it's in the best interest of the business that is doing what it's doing to be safe. It's good. It's a good business practice. Yeah. Because who's going to lose the most if something happens? The business. The business, absolutely. The community. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Also, like, I feel like uh, I'm not super familiar with the common law around this practice, but I, I can't think of any case studies. Maybe I just haven't read of them that, uh, you know, ends up getting the city or the, the like, regulatory body in trouble. Yeah. Like, I don't kind of know. I really thing. don't know. Yeah, right. It's worth looking into, actually. <laughs> but actually, I got a crazy story for you. So for this place, um, I think I have a theory that's when we first opened we had a competitor call us into Vancouver Coastal Health trying to shut us down. And here's why. Here's why. So when we first opened, um, one week, we got three calls into Vancouver Coastal Health um, inquiring about our operation. Specifically, they all pertained to some kind of inquiry about a file with Tality Wellness, general sanitation protocols. Okay. So so just get this, right? So we that week that they're describing... We had maybe 80 people come through here. So we just opened, so we weren't doing it every single day, right? right? Of those 80 people, I probably personally knew anywhere from 25 to 50% of the people. So that leaves 40 people who could have called this in. But no, I, I keep going here. I keep, I'm going to keep Don't going do it, here, man. So. I did it for three years. It's such a bad... I, I, I stayed up at night for weeks and be like, who called this in? Who was crazy enough to do this? Oh, Why you got would, called in too. They, someone had to report us. Right. Someone had to have reported us. That's so. It's weird. just like, yeah. Do I? I don't care. Right. So your advice is I don't focus on. Don't that. focus on it, man. Yeah, it happened. True. It yeah. happened. You just need to keep on. But dude, can now. I finish my thought? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just, sorry, sorry, just, sorry. Just yeah, yeah. sound crazy. No. 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 So of these forty people. You got to think like we weren't running any traditional ads. So the only way that you could find out about us is either through Instagram. Or if you Googled like sauna ice tub, you get led to landing page, which you have to submit your email to, then you get directed mm -hmm. to the real Like it was hard to book into our, like nobody knew how to book into our, like it wasn't straightforward. Like we weren't yeah. pumping out on bus stops, we weren't running SEO, nothing like that. So of these 40 people, they would have either had to be in a plus one connection or already followed us on Instagram. So then the statistical odds that like this group of potentially 40 people not only are not within my circles, but also have the prerogative and the knowledge to call Vancouver Coastal Health because like most people don't know even know what Vancouver Coastal Health is. They don't know that they're like you, is that what all the nurses like Dude, are running up, like, it's, like you go to a restaurant and you see some dirty shit, the people don't think to call Vancouver Coastal Health. And the turnover and the quantity of people going through shitty restaurants is way higher than here. So it's accepted. Yeah. It's it's the norm. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just we're trying to establish a new baseline and it's going to be it's going to be rocky in the beginning. But hopefully, you know, with showing examples like my company and your company saying like, 
this is not something bad. Dude, like, look at the people. Like, the reviews. You're saying, like, I've gotten some powerful messages. Like, not, I don't want to, like, fucking stroke my own ego here. But, like, yeah, like, every now and then, people send me a message being like, hey, I've been, like, a mental rat. I got invited to go to the private session of the spa. I really didn't want to go. Made myself do it. Ended up doing six minutes in the cold tub. And I, like, shocked myself as to how, like, strong and I was and how I persevered through that. And they're saying how it changed their entire week for them. Exactly. And it's like, that shit, like, fires me up. Like, cold, cold exposure is that, like, chicken soup yeah. we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. no easy chicken soup out there. And this is so powerful where it's like, I feel good. Yeah. I feel objectively good. Like, later, too. Like, for the preceding days, even. And, like, the thing about this place, too, this concept, is, like, it's very social. Like, it's a social wellness option. Yeah. Like, in Vancouver, you almost have no social wellness options. You have a couple food and drink options, which are very transient. Even fitness and yoga and, and studios are very transient. Like, you go and you do your thing and you get out. We we try to... Uh, we foster community. Yeah. We, will, we, we will be hosting events and everything like nice. that. But at the end of the day... One person can go into the cryotherapy at a time, uh, chamber at a time. Yeah. Now you can have your friend there, there with you talking to you, and it, that becomes more of a social thing. Yeah. But this will never be a thing where you hang out for an hour. No. But that that's like different. That's why we're it's, different. Though, yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, you're right. About, you can get the Yale Town crowd coming in on their lunch break. Yeah. And going into the rest of the day feeling energized. I'm I'm much more just like get in, get out, see the results. It, see the results for us here i i take it to the extreme where if you have a specific issue you're dealing with if you have something you want to achieve we create a customized protocol for you and if you don't see results yeah we give you all your money back you do that we give you all your okay. money back anybody ever take the money back we've been doing this for about seven years we've had four people oh four people Get oh, their wow. sauna counting. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Four hot. people get their money money back. That's crazy. That's a better response rate than Advil. Yeah, right. And it's just about adding as much value as possible and just saying, hey, we're legitimate. I swear this isn't snake oil. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about the first time I did cryo. But yeah, let's talk about that. Let's I think that. we should jump into the... Yeah, you're getting hot? Yeah, yeah, that was 15. Okay, let's do one more one more round in the cold tubs. All right. Let's do two more minutes in the cold tubs again. Couple more questions because it's hard to think in here. All right, so if you had a yacht, what would you name it? Unsinkable two. <laughs> Wait, why two? Huh? Because the first one sunk. Okay. Uh, do you have any obscure talents or party tricks? Is jujitsu obscure? It's getting more and more mainstream. No, nah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, it I don't know. I have a good rubber guard. Really? That's a jujitsu. Fuck yeah! No, yeah. I do jets. Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. belt are you? I'm a blue belt, still a little blue belt. Yeah, yeah, you train you train often? Not as much as I should, man. It's just like building the company yeah. and just trying to pump out that value for people. Yeah. Is, things take a back seat sometimes. And jujitsu is, it's, it's, it's not an indulgence, but it takes a lot of time. Dude, straight up. Yeah, how many times a week or how many times a month would you say? Oh, oh man, a month? Like, I haven't rolled in at least three months. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's bad. But yeah. when I was in it, I was rolling every single day, which you shouldn't do. No. Nah, you should take days off. Body, yeah. And that's all, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, even Gordon Ryan needs a, uh, a day off, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, do you think that money buys happiness? Money can increase your chance of acquiring happiness. I think it's a foundation for happiness. 
Yes. It can, it can, I think it's very hard to be, it's harder to be happy if you have zero money. Yeah. You know what I think? I think people who are sad with money, we're sad without money. And people who are happy without money are going to be happier with money. Yeah. They, they say like money amplifies what you are yeah already right so it's just like but here's the thing right if you're sad and you have money it gives you the ability to change change things gives you access to uh therapy to the best doctors in the world if you're sad and you don't have money it's 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 way harder to access those things unfortunately all right that's two minutes okay let's do it back to the sauna Fire it up in here, get it hot. Wanna do two for good luck? Ooh, yeah. Get this going as well. Um, dude, so actually maybe before we get into your first uh, cryo story, oh. I'm curious, who's your favorite podcaster? In that, I mean, it switches a, a lot. Like I used to, really love listening to the A16Z podcast, which is like a, like a, a venture capital firm podcast. Nice. Um, when Joe Rogan first came out, it was yeah. just hilarious. I, yeah. I'd never heard two comedians just having a conversation. That was, <laughs> that was the, that, like 10 years ago. People weren't doing that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't really listen to them anymore now. Um, Do you don't uh, like them anymore? I just, I don't pay attention. Mm, I just yeah. don't pay attention to them anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, there there has been some things where I'm just like, uh, he hasn't, there are things he could handle better. Kind of says the same thing a lot. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, so it, it's, he's what, done like a trillion podcasts? Yeah. It's like, okay, come on. But I love it though. I, yeah. I love Joe, but I, I know what you're saying. Jo- yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but he's still like one of the, like, I don't think podcasts w- wouldn't be where they are without that guy. No. Um, but, uh, I re I liked Tim Ferriss for a while. Um, I, I listened to a lot of Dr. Andrew Huberman. Yeah. I like, uh, Lex great. Friedman. Yeah. Lex Friedman's fascinating. It's so weird where, um, I listened, I started listening to Lex and I just like looked one day, it's like Kanye's on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I still got to listen to that one. I got it in my list. It's just, so yeah, that's a, that, that's a exercise in diplomacy. What's that mean? Like the way that Lex is Jewish. Oh, right. Right. But he, did Kanye yell on Lex prior to the anti-Semitic comments? During. During. Well, during. How did Lex take that? It's it was an exercise in diplomacy. Wow. He handled it beautifully. Yeah. It, that's it, it's it's amazing the understanding, the empathy, and the patience he he demonstrated. It's, it's truly inspiring. I'm gonna listen to more Lex. Yeah, he seems like a good good podcaster. Dude, I've actually, I've only done, you know, this is our, I don't know, fourth, fifth podcast. Holy shit, really? Yeah, I realize wow. how hard it is, man. Like, I listen, I listen to, like, the first couple that we've done, honestly. They're, like, not that good at all. 
Like I'm like really not good. Yeah, uh, you're your worst. <laughs> you're your own worst critic. Yeah. Right? I'm getting better though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. Absolutely. Like watching the tape back and like seeing like, oh, I stuttered too much there. I wasn't quick enough there. I led the conversation to a bad place there. I think if you're doing something and people find value in it, they will keep on listening. And the other thing that like a lot of creatives are terrible at self-promotion mm. so it's just like hey guys subscribe <laughs> like, yeah subscribe leave a comment yeah. rate his podcast and it's just like it's what have you said that yet no I no he it. hasn't said it you know once. you know what though i actually this is funny so i actually don't even want to promote this podcast until oh. i'm proud of the episodes you know what I mean? Like listening back to the original ones, I'm like, oh man, these are like you get those, mediocre. you get these nice little like imperfections yeah. where it's like it's 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 nice to see someone evolve. So it's always nice to see someone at the beginning of a podcast, and you can really you get some different type of insight if you're listening from the beginning. Yeah, and that's why like listening to a new podcast is always so rewarding you're mm. like hmm this is this is very different yeah. so it's and sharing it with as many people as possible it's just like yeah. here's what i got check this out man you know what i did the other day is i uh listened to joe rogan's first podcast whoa it's fucking funny man <laughs> you should check it out he just reads questions off the screen and just goes on these crazy tangents <laughs> it was wasn't it through like Justin TV or something? It was like on Twitch before it, it was. Yeah, like, it was like Twitch. Before yeah, Twitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's a. Yeah. I mean, interviewing is a talent. Like, yeah. Look it at is. Oprah. Yeah, honestly, I totally underestimated how much of a talent it was. I thought it would just be like, oh, yeah, I can talk to people. Hey, we're just like way more than that. Yeah. Like yeah. now that I go listen to like Rich Roll, Joe, Lex. Um, I'm like, wow, these guys are like really good at what they do. Like they've got yeah. a talent for it. But for me, I think it's, uh, it's like a decade game. Like, you know, like I, I think I get a lot of personal growth and value out of it. So even if the first 10 podcast episodes kind of suck, um, you know, it does cost a bit of money to produce them. But I think in the long run, like if we can keep doing it and I can keep improving, um, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. And I'm fully prepared to approach a podcast game in like a long form approach. So we uh, like if you're enjoying something and getting value out of something, other people will, too. Yeah. The number of people that enjoy it will vary. Right. But there's so many things. There's so many great companies. There's so many great organizations. There's so many great ideas that have come out of. I did this because I wanted to, mm -hmm. and it happened to be something that everybody was moving towards. Do you know what I've heard so much too, is like a lot of the people who are greatest in the world at X, a lot of them were just average when they were doing it. And the difference is they just kept doing it. Yep. So yeah, things take time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, let's get into the story about your first cryotherapy experience. Yeah, tell me about that. Okay, so I had been doing um, doing the gentle art, jujitsu. Yeah. I messed myself up incredibly. <laughs> and my back was do? in terrible shape. Oh, your back. My back That's would tough. lock up. Like Matthews. It would just yeah. be like, Ugh! 
and people would say like, you have beautiful posture. It's like, because I have to, dude, that happens to my neck, man. Like my neck, when I was doing jujitsu regularly, some days I'd wake up, I couldn't look left or right. Yeah. And it's like, huh, okay. I need to address this. And it's, I, obviously I went to, um, medical professionals and everything like that, but like just trying to get better. I turned to cold showers. Then at one point I did ice baths every single day for Whoa. two and a half months. Where did you access the ice bath? Home. You just made them yourself. Yeah. Must have spent a killer on ice. Oh yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. You can do you can do tricky things with personal ice baths, but it's I have to stress this to people. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Have someone there with you. Really? Why yes. do you say that? You can have. I had. I guess I. There was one or two times where I was. I guess I was too tired. I don't know, my blood sugar was too low, something like that. But like I went in and I got tunnel vision. Mm. And I was just like, oh, and I just got out immediately. Cause yeah. if you black out in there, it's game over. You know so, what? Yeah. A couple stories have come here where people are like, I had an out of body experience in the ice tub. <laughs> yeah, that shit scares me. I'm actually gonna put up some more signage being like, hey guys, like this is serious. People are, you're with people yeah. that's the biggest thing yeah right so that that even the social aspect of this is hey yeah being social is great it's also a fundamental safety thing e even for cryotherapy the two rules for cryotherapy are you don't put your head in it and you don't do it alone you you can't even like access the panel you can't turn it on True. alone yeah but like i don't do it alone Right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So the first time I did cryo, I had to go down to the States. I was, uh, I, I think, I think one of my friends was fighting or competing in something and I heard about cryotherapy. I've been doing some research on it and I'm like, ah, uh, this is kind of, this sounds like snake oil, <laughs> honestly. And it was yeah. just like, I, and at that point I was still in medical school. I, I was in my second or third year and I did my session, I'm like, let's see if this helps. Did my session, had high expectations, went in, went out. I'm like, that sucked. Like, yeah. I don't feel any different. Really? Okay. I don't feel any, I'm like, what the hell was that? People right. do this? Like too easy? It was, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't even too easy. It was a unique, unique experience, but I'm just like, what was that supposed to do? You didn't even feel good after? I didn't even feel good after. And okay. I was just like, okay, well, this is stupid. And the place was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, do it a second time. Mm. Went back the second time. That's when I did, like, the full... And we operate the same way, too, where we will go colder your second time. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. So we, you can't shove people into the deep end. What temp did you do for me? You did about negative 120. So you'd go up. Somewhere. We would go about negative 130. Every machine is slightly different. Right. But the second time I did it, that's when I really felt it. I walked out of the chamber and I was like, I feel completely different. But there was still that very logical side of me that said, this is placebo. You just step into a chamber with a bunch of fog. This has been a great performance. <laughs> okay. But placebo is a great thing. Hey, it helped you. That's awesome. Right. I woke up the next day and I still had the effects. It's like, wow, this is not placebo. There's okay. something going on here. And then I just got all my friends to start doing it. And everybody came back. They're just like, 
this is game changer. This is game changer. This is game changer. This is game changer. Right. And so we, I just had to bring it. I had to bring it to Canada. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Was it tough starting your business? I was stupid enough. I didn't know enough about business that I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't know. So yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, if I, if I think about what it, what it would have taken if I sat down and like did, here's everything that needs to happen. I never would have started it. Dude, straight up, man. Yeah. That's yeah. like me and kombucha. It's just yeah. like ignorance. It's like you can use ignorance as a stepping stone. It's just like, just keep going. Just keep going. You don't, you don't think of the big thing at the end of it. You just need to get to the next step. But it seems like you guys are doing well now. Like, would yeah, you really know how to start it? If you know, what I don't have? know, man. It's really? just like there. It's crazy when I break it down. Hey, right. I'm gonna bring this machine that no one was doing cold exposure therapy seven yeah. years ago. No one had heard about cryotherapy. Yeah, and it's just. And I started it in Calgary. Guess what? It's cold in Calgary. Oh, like true. what? Like yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Just stand outside. So it's just like, huh? But it just it it. I I felt it. I felt such a difference and my, and my friends who are serious athletes felt such a difference. And then that just rolled into normal everyday people. Mm -hmm. The majority of people that we see are not movie stars, are not UFC fighters. They're normal people. Mm -hmm. They're accountants, they're dentists, they're mm -hmm. stay at home moms, they're students. Yeah. Where it's just, Hey, I need to optimize. I need to reset my physical self and my mental self. Dude, mind and body are the same thing, man. That's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Wow, okay. So it seems like you're doing great though. Like, is your plan not to do more locate? Like you're gonna stay in the crowd. Yeah, right? yeah, we're, we're always, I mean, we've talked about things. There's always things working out. We always have great people approaching us. Um, and so uh, we, we keep it very close to the chest. Okay. We keep it very close to the chest. But you're open to other business ventures. Yeah. Yeah, like this one. <laughs> Let's get our next location going, bro. We'll get both hey, right. It's it's just uh, there's an awakening. Yeah. There's an awakening of things where the next generation, our kids will look at and say like, "Oh, you guys didn't used to do this all the time?" Right. Just like we look at our parents and say like, "You didn't used to go to the gym regularly?" Yeah, so true, man. Dude, even running. I read, you know, the book Shoe Dog, how Phil Knight talks about a running used to be the like crazy people person crazy that runs. Yeah, it's like, "Why are you running?" Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel you there. So, it's just like it's these things that we're getting back in touch with. Yeah. And it's just establishing that practice and we need to have the infrastructure to allow that to happen. And so it's just like, you have the personal training, you have the guidance of cold exposure. And for me, I have the, get your five minute workout in, blast it out, get in, get out. Mm -hmm. Do your, do your half an hour hit training, like in, out. Yeah. That's, that's what we're doing. You know what I think? I think that these, whatever you want to call them, hydrotherapy, nervous system regulation, um, hot, cold facilities, this type of wellness. I think these types of studios are going to become like cafes or breweries. 
Like they're going to be one for every single neighborhood. And yeah, it's, it's a same thing happened with yoga, right? If we break it down fundamentally, right? right? If we break it down fundamentally, it's like, if I looked at it very cynically, it's like, I can stretch at home. Wait, we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes. So let's just get it hot in here and I'm going to But yeah, you're saying you can do yoga at home. But yeah, you can do yoga at home, but it's just like, hey, yeah. there's a reason that we do, we we go to yoga studios. Yeah, it's connection, it's practice. You get better. Yeah, and it, it's it's better than just doing it alone. Straight up, dude. Like I I had a sauna and a cold tub in my backyard. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, there's something about coming to a space and sharing that experience with other people. I mean, not to mention having, you know, a company take care of everything for you. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I, I would almost rather have like a membership, like to something like the secret spa than just have it in my own backyard for myself. During those two and a half months where I did ice baths every day, I would have killed for this. Right. I would have killed for it, man. Probably been cheaper for you too, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, there were times for times i had a whole system in place i put a certain amount of water in i put a certain about uh, amount of ice in and i would set a timer to get it to like a certain cold temperature yeah. but sometimes after training i'd be so exhausted that i'd sit down on the couch and i'd be like <laughs> and then i'd wake up the ice and i'd go and it's like ah, oh, i have to start again yeah. and i'd have to buy the ice it was just so, it was so oh my god Dude, you know what I'm worried about though? Uh, well, maybe not worried. So this is the thing. It's like, I want the sauna, cold tub, cryo, health wellness, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hydrotherapy infrastructures to pop up around Vancouver. But then I hear these stories about how most craft breweries are profitable. Most yoga studios are on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, most cafes don't make money. So as a business, I'm also like, how do we navigate this emerging market? And how do we do our business, improve the community, find our positioning, but also like we got to pay ourselves, right? We, you can't help people if you're, if you can't help yourself. Totally. You yeah. can't be like, I'm going to go feed a bunch of people, but I'm starving. Dude, it's like Whitney Cummings on Rich Roll. She just, I just listened to that podcast. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, you putting yourself first is putting everybody else first. It's like that whole thing in the airplane. You put on your own oxygen and then your kids. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was our ISIS. <laughs> Dolphin down. Oh fuck! I'm gonna fix that. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap yeah. up here in a second anyway. So, um, yeah. Any any like final thoughts on like that idea of like how do we approach this industry in a way that makes sense for the business? For me, I've always just broken things down from a very. Um, I had I. I there's been unique opportunities that have been afforded to me and it's just like I got to work with Tony Robbins and it's just you got to work with Tony Robbins yeah and so it's just like it's it's and that was to run cryo and everything like that but you break things down it's like if you add as much value as possible if you add more value than anybody else you'll never worry about customers and that's what I'm that's all I give a shit about Focus on the value. Focus on the value. Provide as much value as possible. That's where it is. Yeah, I agree. Okay, man. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Go to the lounge. Okay. Um, cool. Actually, you want to get one more splash? I'm just I, I don't want to get cold in the lounge. Let's just heat up. Also, that. Yeah, so that fire is uh, not burning that well right now for some reason. Whatever. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you this one. Oh yeah, that's a good one.
Just because it can be a little cold in the lounge, so I like to get get too hot and then chill out there, you know? Yeah. Ooh, ooh that is hot though. Here, crack the door open. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Moving my hurt. All right, we're in the lounge with Jay. Cheers, brother. Okay, so um, I just remembered um, I had first reached out to Jay back when I like had this idea of doing like a hot, hot cold therapy. Yeah, facility. I got like a random call from him. I'm like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my original idea was like full wellness center with like float tanks, cryo, massage therapy, hydration slash juice bar, hot cold, Epsom salt, hot tub, like the whole nine yards. Yeah, man. Um, and then when you told me about what happened with your Vancouver location, I called VCH being like, hey, can I open an establishment with cryotherapy? And they're like, no, it's not allowed anywhere in Canada. And I was like, but dude, there's like cryotherapy outside of Vancouver. And then they're like, oh, then those other municipalities aren't doing a good job. And I thought that was so funny, man. Cause I was like, dude, like you guys are the ones not doing a good job. Like you're not, the you're audacity. closing down businesses the that audacity. are helping Listen, people. Yeah. We know better yeah. than literally everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're doing our job by saying no. And these guys are not doing their job. Everyone else on planet earth is wrong except us. How brutal is that, man? I, hey, yeah. I, it's like hubris. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to share that story. Um, but let's talk about, uh, what's your opinion on like modern healthcare? Cause we're kind of in the wellness space, right? Like, yeah, man. And like, I get like, uh, my, my sister's a doctor. Uh, I did, I did three years of medical school. I founded the company and then I decided to, you know, well, I, I thought I would take a break for six months mm -hmm. and then that turned into six years. Oh, wow. And so you were going to be a GP or? Uh, well, I hadn't decided on my speciality yet. Um, I, I liked orthopedic surgery. Oh, cool. it's, it's very that. Oh, it's beautiful. Orthopedic surgery is great where it's just like my knee is terrible. Cool. New knee. My Whoa. shoulder is <laughs> is bad. New shoulder. Making and bionic it, people. Yeah, it's just it's 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 probably one of the most advanced medical sciences we have out there. Very cool. Yeah, it's essentially carpentry, but it's yeah, wow. It, but oh, it's it's so good. Yeah, like can you imagine? Can you imagine a hundred years ago? You're like, what do you do? It's like I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I give people new joints. And those joints last longer than their natural joints. Yeah, dude. Do you ever think it's going to get crazy where like people are going to start getting like carbon steel knees with like springs that make them run faster and that kind of shit? It gets tough. It gets tough. I think we're going to hit exoskeletons before implanted, um, implanted, I don't know, power joints or anything like that, unless it's like a full, unless there's a full amputation, then it's like, yes, there, 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 there already is, yeah. uh, moving and powered, um, uh, um, legs and arms out there. Uh, it's inevitable, man. 
like even well even now if you want to like kind of break it down it's titanium and ceramic where it's just like it's titanium stronger than any bone we've ever had mm -hmm. so it's like we're 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 kind of already there. Yeah. We're That'd like messed up, man. Things. What if you had like a titanium arm? Like, you know, I guess you couldn't like enter boxing matches anymore. That wouldn't be very fair. <laughs> titanium arm. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's huh. something that the Olympic Committee has to go over. Ooh, bionic boxing. Ooh, I think, yeah, I That'd think head wild, trauma man. would be way too prevalent. Yeah. That. I wonder, yeah, what if you had like a <laughs> bionic Olympic League <laughs> and then a normal hey, Olympic could League? Could you imagine? Dude, uh, one day Paralympics are going to be bigger than the Olympics. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Uh, Here's what I want the Olympics to do. I, I respect Olympians. I, I'm a huge fan. There's Olympian clients, right? Oh yeah, but true. Do I sit down and watch the Olympics? No. Yeah. I think I would watch it a lot more if there were if there was a comparison. If there was the hundred meter dash and they're just like, and Joe, the normal person that goes jogging <laughs> on the weekend will be running with all these champions and you can just see the difference dude like, straight up that happens oh, in sports eh when you get talent versus talent it like cancels each other out yeah you're just like oh cool like oh all these basketball players like yeah they're all about the same height and then they walk off yeah. the court and talk to a reporter you're like oh dear god yeah you're a monster <laughs> yeah. you all are 610 huh yeah right <sighs> what's uh do you follow sports or just jujitsu I, I don't, yeah, I don't really follow sports, man. I love, if I'm doing it, then I will follow it because essentially, like when I was doing a lot of MMA and sparring, I would watch fights all the time yeah, yeah. because I could look back and see the progress people are making yeah. and I would get ideas and be like, hmm, I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Or like you have to keep up with the trends in the sport yeah it's an evolving the, sport the the trends and people make things it, it's fighting is such a dynamic thing especially mma where yeah. there are things that you think would never work uh -huh. and then someone breaks that barrier yeah and and it starts happening so Dude, straight up um one of the best examples of that was anderson silva with a with a front kick the yeah, guy the front kicks yeah, yeah the front kick it's just like he Pulled something out. It literally was a move from Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. And he Straight knocked up. someone out where it's like, oh, this is legitimate. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do that? It's like, yeah. Dude, that fucking nasty front kick uh, Mike Chandler did on Tony Ferguson, I think it was. That was disgusting, man. That, like, watching stuff like that makes me, like, you know, like, wince. Like, I don't like that part of the sport. It gets tough, right? It's, there's, there's something in fighters. I... People would ask me, it's like, hey, when are you going to step into the ring and like fight amateur or pro or anything mm. like that? I only ever did jujitsu tournaments. Right. You don't enter MMA thinking like, you know, I'll do this for fun. Dude, that's like, the thing, no. man. No, you end up with somebody else's highlight reel. No, yeah. no, no, no. When you, when I would, when I talk to friends, I'm like, why do you fight? logically this makes no sense yeah. this makes no sense 
these people don't get paid incredible amounts of money. Yeah. The you spend so much money on training camps. Yes. You can easily spend twenty thousand dollars on a training camp. Easy. Because yeah. you're flying in coaches, you're flying in sparring partners, nutrition, yeah. physio, everything, flights, and so. I, I'll just turn them and be like, why are you doing this? And they just look at me and they say like, I have to. It's just, mm -hmm. I have to do it. You know what though? Part of me wants a prof like one professional fight under my belt, even if I lose. I just feel like that'd be a really good experience. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, really good experience to go through a camp and then put it all on the line and be stuck in a cage and fight somebody. So yeah, in case you didn't know, I actually, um, that was a 2012 uh, Tiger Bomb Pancreation Challenge. Oh, shit. Champion. Okay. Yeah, so nice. I've uh, competed in those like little novice tournaments before. Uh, and pancreation is like youth MMA pretty much. It's yeah. like no knees or elbows on the ground. Well, but... would you do multiple tr uh, fights in one day? Yeah, yeah. See, for the that's Tiger Bomb, yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. nuts. That's the most tired I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Like literally, I was like on the verge of dying. Ugh. Like these days, my body can't handle it. Back then, I could pretty much, I was in such good shape, I, I pretty much can't puke no matter how hard I go. These days, if I went that hard, my body would shut down and I'd puke. Yeah. Yeah. That you're... I'm just going to turn this fire back yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, but I, I was saying, like, um, these days, man, like, if I go roll, like, I haven't rolled in, like, six months. If oh. I go roll and I go 100% the whole time, I have to stop myself because I can feel it coming up my stomach. You're using... You're using every part of your body. You're using yeah. every part of your body. It's, you know, if someone's curious about jujitsu, I, I always say like, you know what? You should try it out because Dude. it's something, it's more than a sport. I love it so much because you get an amazing cardio workout. Dude, it's, I it's, think it should be in high school. Man. It's second to none. And you learn a skill. Yeah. You learn a very important skill like yeah. how to defend yourself yeah humility too man like people don't understand the levels to this it's like, people are like dude i'm good at fighting <laughs> it's like no, like, that's no not how you works. don't yeah. get far if you're like that no, no if no, you're no. like that yeah, yeah the the people that i've learned the most from are some of my best teachers some of my best lessons have come from like 14 year olds yeah because i'm like what what can this kid teach me it's like He's been doing this since he was four. And it's yeah, like, oh, okay. It's crazy. And yeah. um, and women and like smaller women, mm. because there is no there's no brute strength. It's the technique has to be so sharp. Yeah. yeah. And so it you have to have the right angles, you have to have the right leverage, and they know timing so well. Yeah. That you you learn you it's just about learning things yeah. as, as much as you can, right? And when you're dealing with something that extreme, any any sort of thing that where you're pushing the edge, where it's like you're doing cryo, you're hitting negative 135. Hey, you're doing ice pads, you're doing sauna, you're you're um, at the edge of your of your field when it comes to biology. Mm -hmm. The edge is where you learn. You the edge is where innovation happens. Yeah. You but you have to do the hard work to get there. Yeah. And then it's the logical next step is that innovation yeah it, it's yeah that that's how that's how a lot of things work it's just you don't just sit up one day and you're like ah new enzyme like no 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 it's like hey after 15 years yeah man i think there should be an enzyme that 
deals with this byproduct of this obscure yeah. um, process in the, I don't know, in ATV production. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. 10,000 hours, man. Yeah. 10,000 hours would be a master. It's, yeah, but it's yeah. just like, you just got to keep on, you got to keep on going. You know what I really like about the sport, uh, MMA, and I guess jujitsu too, is that uh, I think it's cool how it's uh, evolved so much from, since I was a kid watching GSP, like it's a completely different sport now. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's cool to be a part of like that development. You know what I mean? Like just watching how things change. And... There's nothing else like it, right? Yeah. There are things we, I mean, I don't watch too much basketball. I don't watch too much hockey, yeah. but, and I'm sure like what the last really big thing that came out of basketball was like what Steph Curry and like the three. Yeah, runner, yeah, the shooter. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, this That's is a big cool. innovation. Yeah. Yeah. But like but other than in that, the past right. two years, the amount of innovation that's happened in MMA is just like, it's crazy. oh, if you weren't yeah. paying attention to it, don't die. Don't die. No. Uh, let me uh, try one more time. The, the um, it, it's it, it's astounding. Yeah. You can't stand still. No. So people will have that debate where it's just like, would Bruce Lee be a UFC champion? <laughs> and it's yeah. just like. I think that's a senseless debate. I mean, at that point, it's like, would a Model T win, like, a Formula One race? Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, if you take Bruce Lee for what Bruce Lee was, absolutely not. Exactly. But I think and the, he was the, he was the top. Yeah. He was the top. But now it's just, how long has it been? What, 60 years yeah. or something like that? I'm yeah. just non-stop innovation but you know where i think that uh debate gets merit is like if you took bruce lee's mind and aesthetic prowess and started training him in oh MMA yeah, yeah, today yeah as a kid yeah if then, you gave yeah. bruce lee if you gave bruce lee prep he would destroy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. If bruce lee was born today like the same bruce lee and he grew up training mma he'd be a scary <laughs> motherfucker Oof. yeah dude what do you think um about the jock wrestling style like Khabib versus like the striking style of like Conor McGregor like do you have a preference for like fighter style or do you like the rounder guys like Poirier I I appreciate specialists I yeah. just have so much respect for Khabib dude Khabib is unbelievable I just have so much respect where it's it's the hardest thing you can do is fight another human yeah um and win like you could fight a bear you're not going to win that <laughs> um, but but fighting another human and having the ability to control and if people don't know what we're talking about it's, yeah we're getting there, kind of niche here. there's there's <laughs> okay. there's conor mcgregor who is he's known for his knockouts he yeah. has power in his hands and not everybody yeah. has this power where he can hit you and you will lose consciousness yeah. unbelievable timing and precision yeah yeah. Now there's another gentleman from uh, uh, from Russia, uh, specific, specifically Dagestan, who's Khabib uh, Nir Nurmagomedov. Yeah, Nir I don't, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, the guy and, mauls you though, like and a bear. He is a he's a wrestler to the nth degree, and so mm -hmm. wrestler is about wrestling is about controlling a person, mm -hmm. dominating a person, putting them in the in a position where they cannot move mm -hmm. hey i put you on the ground you want to get up but you can't because mm -hmm. i have you there yeah. i can let you up when i want but you're not going until i until till i do that so 
having that kind of talent and that kind of control against other super athletes is is crazy. It's yeah, it's mind boggling. And so that kind of control is really it's it's something beautiful where it's measurable and it's 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 it, safe too. It's it's safe, safe and it's like watching a Swiss watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like, oh, this is happening and this is happening, and it's just you build this beautiful system, uh-huh. um, and and it's a, a chess game. But every, like, you can know the next move, but your body has to execute that move. Yeah. And Khabib is, he's a chess grandmaster that can execute all the moves. Yeah. Dude, so I'm a gambler, and uh, yeah. So when Khabib fought Conor McGregor. I don't know what Vegas odds are. I work in like the metric odds, like uh, 1.5 return, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, you know, you get what you invested times 1.5. But anyways, um, I'm a big Conor McGregor fan. Uh, but Khabib had 1.43 odds going into that, maybe like a week out before that fight. So what, is that, is, what does that mean? I don't understand betting. So like 1.3. So if I put $100. Yeah. So if down. you put 100 dollars down on a 1.4 odds then you uh, get 140 dollars back so you make 40 dollars okay most people work in vegas odds i just find that confusing yeah so i just work in like the metric whatever okay. you call that um, decimal odds i guess is what you call it okay um but anyways my my point of the story is khabib that was khabib was incredibly undervalued in that betting scenario dude but 1.43 odds like conor mcgregor had like a one in a hundred shot of beating Khabib, in my opinion. Yeah, it's... It... But I couldn't bet on him because that would ruin the fight for me. I was like, I want Connor to win, but if I want to make money, I'd put $1,000 on Khabib I right now and make 400 bucks. I can't. At the When I was really training and I was dialing to MMA and everything like that, I'm like, you know what? Like, I know these fighters. I like, hey, let's, let's try, let's try betting. And it's like, but before I do this, let's just write it down and see it, how much you would have gotten right yeah. on the next um fight and i did not do good so i never bet <laughs> so Dude, it's like, nope. actually i got a funny betting story so when i was getting into betting i'd actually tried to find a profitable betting bracket so i would like uh take data from the historical fights and like plot it out on this bigger sp- spreadsheet and then try to find if there's like a profitable like for example um, our underdogs profitable or our favorites profitable. Okay. Like where's the threshold? Yeah. What I found was people with a return of between 1.8 to 2.2. So slight underdogs, uh-huh. slight underdogs were the most profitable betting bracket, but they still weren't profitable, which makes sense because the, the, the house betting always com- wins. The house always wins, right? The betting companies know what they're doing. They have unlimited data and resources. Well, not unlimited, but you know what I mean. Um, but anyways, I found that was the most profitable bracket, and then. I guess that gave me a slight advantage, but then I, I went on this like whole betting like endeavor of like trying to like make a profit. Yeah. And for like using my qualitative knowledge first and foremost. And I was actually doing pretty good. For like a year or two, I had placed not that many bets, like maybe like 10 to 20 bets over a year or two, but I had amassed like something like a 20 to 40% return. But then, I was really focused for those bets. Yeah. And I started making like nonchalant bets. I'd like uh, log onto my phone and be like, yeah, fucking this person's gonna win, put down 20 bucks. And then I lost it all. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, I, I respect everybody's choice to yeah. bet and everything like that. It's, I just find it a little, when I see TV commercials for like, hey, bet this, bet now, bet 
do this. It's huge in the States. It's huge here in Canada. I, is that good that that's happening? Oh, betting's awful, man, but I love it. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, it's like the Coca-Cola debate, right? Yeah. It's like, Hey, if we just, if we got rid of Coca-Cola forever, it's like, would, would everybody be healthier? It's like, yes. Yeah. I mean, but I like Coke. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Pick like, your own poison. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it's just one of those things where I guess everything in moderation, I don't know. Does that say it's, uh, saying hold up? I don't think so. Yeah. Everything in moderation. I can think of several things that think... you shouldn't do in moderation, like snake venom <laughs> or smoking. I think um, I'm usually for giving people uh, the individual person responsibility. So I'd say I, my default is there's there's nothing wrong with giving people the option to do X. That's my default, unless yeah. there's compelling or convincing arguments against that, um, like maybe heroin. <laughs> but that's yeah. there's it's so stacked against you yeah well it's, heroin's fine yeah. yeah so it's yeah. just there's such heroin has such a leg up that it will it will shotgun your brain chemistry and it's like good luck yeah good luck and so i think if there's aspects of betting where or like mobile gaming or stuff like that where it's such a strong gamification they understand behavioral analysis so well you're fighting with one ha hand tied behind your back a yeah. little bit yeah but it's just like uh, they made a good product uh, yeah. like i yeah i yeah. just i just stay away from it a bit so you don't gamble no yeah do you have any vices do you do anything smoke drink no, no. i smoked in uh in uh <laughs> I used to smoke in medical school. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> it was stressful. I'm sorry. Blind, yeah. Dude, you know, you seen the show Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. So you know how uh, Thomas Shelby is always smoking in almost every single scene and so is everybody else? Yeah. Dude, I got hooked on Peaky Blinders. I watched like the entire series in like a very short amount of time. And uh, I smoked for like a week after that. Whoa. Yeah, just because I was like, I want to be like Thomas Shelby. Did you get the accent? Were you wearing No, no, no. I did. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I did buy a bunch of nice clothes. I bought some stuff on Uniqlo. I got some nice like Arc'teryx parkas and wow. shit. Wow. And I was like, I totally revamped myself. And then it all died away. I had like one day, I woke up, took my dog on a walk, had two smokes on the walk, and it TKO'd me for like the whole day. It like just hit me funny, like the nicotine. Like I actually don't have a addictive personality. Yeah. I, I like get really into things and then I naturally get out of them. So I was never worried about getting addicted. It was kind of like my little, well, I should like try something once, you know? Yeah. So I had my little stint with smoking and it wasn't for me. So um, I mean, at least you looked cool. Yeah. I still, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Smoking is bad for you. No one should smoke. But yeah. do you look cool <laughs> doing it? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, you know what? If smoking was cool, I would probably smoke. I think the reason why I don't smoke is because like healthy, it's not you cool. mean? No, no, no. Just like, like smoking's not cool anymore. Like yeah. unless unless you're in like Peaky Blinders, like that yeah. was like fifty hundred years ago, or whatever. Um, but like today, like smokers aren't cool. Like no. they're not the cool kids anymore. No, not really. You know? Like it's kind of gross when you you smell gross. It's like yeah, kinda, right. The the I was laughing because there's this story I had. Okay, so when you're the, some of the toughest people on planet Earth are wrestlers. Dude, wrestlers they just never get fast, tired. Man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so I was, um, I was doing jujitsu with this wrestler, and 
I was just dying and he just kept going and yeah. going and I and I was like okay I need a break and so I stepped out of the gym and I'm like leaning against the wall outside and I'm just like <sighs> and I look over and he's there smoking <laughs> no he's like smoking between rounds he's like he's like what? yeah it's good rounds I was what That's what would you up, how how good would you be if you weren't smoking yeah geez. it was like the biggest flex ever and i was just like yeah i'm like i i'm going home today like That's this is crazy. crazy fuck all right well we're getting pretty niche here i don't know if this is what people want yeah hear, i know i think maybe uh maybe we'll just wrap it up I yeah mean, I was, we got some we covered some good topics today yeah absolutely yeah. i think like at the end of the day i think the big theme for the podcast was like Innovation has its price, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to deal with a lot of things, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, adding as much value as you can to someone mm -hmm. or others is the biggest thing. I feel like serving it is the path to happiness and yes. that's what I'm just trying to do at scale with my companies. Yes, if you create value, you will survive. Yeah, that, that's my biggest thing. Okay, awesome. man. Cool, man. Thank Thanks. you so much. <laughs>